Hey, what's up, everyone? Welcome back to Babylon Talmud. Today we're studying Daf Mem Dalid, Daf 44 of Masech de Yoma. Uh, Daf 44 is like a shtickle, I don't know, shtickle technical, I guess you could say. Um, it kind of discusses people being in the um, Beis HaMikdash, in the Heichal, Bein Ulam Vlam We'll see distinctions there during the time that the Kohen Gadol is doing his Avoda. Um, that's kind of like going to be a whole a whole chunk of 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 today's of today's daf, like uh, basically like comparing the heichal and the area that's between the ulam and the mizbeach. So some distinctions there. However, let's get started um, in the Gemara. Two lines from the bottom of Mem Gimel Amud That's a question because our Mishnah, right? The Mishnah we just learned at the end of the daf yesterday said that. The Kohen Gadol, he slaughters the cow, and then he takes the blood, and he gives it to another Kohen to keep the blood moving, right? To be moving it around so that it doesn't congeal. So the Kasha is, how could you have a Kohen there with, you know, moving around the blood? I thought that, I thought the puzzle says, I thought nobody's allowed to be in the Beis HaMikdash while the Avod is going on. So, so, so what's going on? So Rav Yehuda Tni Shel Heichel. So Rav Yehuda says teach Shel Heichel. What does that mean? It means that our Mishnah had said. What, what, what did the Mishnah say? He says that this Kohen is going to be moving around the blood on the fourth row of stones, the fourth column of stones on the ground, the fourth row of stones uh, in the Heichel. So the assumption was that what that means is that, you know, you walk through uh, the Ulam, and now you're in the Heichel, and you have a Kohen in there who's keeping the blood moving. But I thought nobody's allowed to be in the Beis HaMikdash. So in the Olamoid. So we say, no, what it means is that the fourth row from the Heichel, meaning you go outside of the Ulam, and now you're in the Heichel, and you count four rows, and then you're there in the Azara, but not like in the, in the, in the Heichel. And the kilo, if you think about the Mishkan and the Midbar, so like the, the Ohel Moed is basically the, the Heichel, what, what would be in the base of Mikdash, the Heichel and the Kodesh Kodashim, right? The Kodesh and the Kodesh Kodashim. You went inside kind of the covered area with the Oros Elim Adam, the Oros Toshim and the, 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 the Ohel and the, and the, you know, the Urios, all that stuff. So, so that was really the Kodesh and the Kodesh Kodashim, right? So when we say, so that's essentially the base of referring to the Heichal and the Kodesh Kodashim. So, so as long as the Kohen who's moving around the blood is outside of the Heichal, so then it would be okay, it wouldn't be a violation of Bukhol Adam Lo Moed at the time that the Kohen Gadol is doing the Avodah. Tanur Abanad Moed. So it says that nobody should be in the Ohel Moed at the time that the Kohen Gadol is doing is it possible then that maybe you can't even be in the Azara? Even, even, even outside this, you know, immediate Oomoid? Oomoid, ain't the period. So when Tamalobe Oomoid says don't be in the Oomoid, but you're allowed to be in the Azara. Ain't the Oomoid, Midbar. Okay, but then all I know is the Ohel Moid that was in the desert. What about the Beis Amitash? What about Shiloh? What about the Mishkan Shiloh? What about the so how do I know about that? Minayin Tamadomer Bakodesh. 
So, so therefore it says, what is it? It says, And therefore, Bakodesh in the holy area, that could be even in Mishkan Shiloh, could even be in the Beis HaMikdash as well. So all I know is that nobody should be in the Oel Moed at the time that the Kohen Gadol is burning the incense in the Kodesh HaKadoshim. How do we know that even when the Kohen Gadol is um, putting the blood of the of the of the par and the izim and and the and the goat, how do we know that nobody should be in the Oel Moed when that's happening either? And the Gemara is going to ask in a minute where where do we get the implication that it's limited to the to the time of the Ktoris? But this is what the Gemara asks, right? So he says, all I know is that at the time of the Ktoris, nobody should be in the Oel Moed. How do I know that even at the time when the Kohen Gadol is placing the blood, is sprinkling the blood of the cow and the goats, and the goat, the Sari Lashem, So therefore it says, when he goes in, Lechaper. The Gemara is also going to ask, how do we know that Ketoris is a Kapara? Seder. Fine. So it says that when he goes in, Lechaper, to atone, and therefore it's even going to be including the blood of the cow and of the goat. All I know is when he goes into the Olamoid, and when he goes in to do the Avoda, nobody should be in the Olamoid. How do I know that also when he leaves, nobody should be in the Olamoid? I'd say so until he leaves. So nobody should be in the Olamoid from the time that the Kohen Gadol goes in to do the Avoda until the time that he leaves. And then he atones for his family, and for himself and for his family. And for all of Israel. So Kapara also Kudemes, so the Gra actually gets rid of the Khapara's base and he goes straight to the Khapara's Echavakwanim. Right? So he atones for himself, right? Because there's only there's only three things in the Pasuk, right? So the so the Gra says actually it's right, how do we right so um Kapara also Kudemes the Khapara's um Echavakwanim. So his Kapara comes before the Kapara of his fellow Fine. And the kapara of his fellow kwanim comes before um, the kapara of all the rest of the Yidin. So we had said that all I know is that nobody can be in the Olamoid at the time that the Kohen Gadol is doing the Avodah of the Ketaris. What do you mean all we know is that nobody can be in the Olamoid at the time of the Ketaris? Where do you see that in the Pasuk? So Marava, Amar Bitzchak Baravdim, Vechena Amar Belazar, Amar Krav Echiper Bado Vad Beiso Vad Kol Kai Yisrael. Well, it says that he will atone for himself and for Beiso, which we just said a minute ago is the Kohanim, Vad Kol Kai Yisrael, for all the Yidden. Ezu Kapar Sheshav Lo Leveiso Lechav Kohanim Uchokal Yisrael. What is the Kapara that is equivalent for everybody? So again, the Gra drops over here Leveiso, right? So, so what is the Kapara that is the same? For him, for the Kwanim, for all of Am Yisrael, Kilu, when it comes to the, to the, to the, uh, cow and the goat, so that's different, right? The cow is for him and for the Kwanim, the goat is for all of Am Yisrael. But when it comes to Ketoris, the Ketoris is the same. There's no separate Ketoris for him, for the Kwanim, for Am Yisrael, it's all the same Ketoris. And therefore, when it says, Bechiper, Badu, Varbesu, Varkokal Yisrael, so that's a reference to, um, the Kapara that is the same for everybody, and that is the Ketoris. That is the Ketoris. But one second. Is the Ketoris Mechaper? Does it atone? In? Yes, the Ketoris does atone. 
Rabbi taught the We learned that the Ktores is mechaperes atones. Shenemar, as the pasuk says, by in the context of Korach, when then after Korach, lots of Yidim were dying. So um, Moshe tells Aharon to go and take some Ktores and burn it, and it'll ward off the Malachamovis. Uh, that Aharon um, placed the Ketores, and he burnt some incense, and then there was atonement for the nation. So we see that um, incense is in atonement. What does the incense atone for? The Ketores atones for the sin of Lashen Hore. Let something that is offered in secret. I was learning with a chaver of mine, uh, Micah Epstein, on uh, on, on Shavuos, and he argued um, that Kilu um, that this must be talking about the Ktoris on on Yom Kippur and the Kodesh Hakodashim that um, that the that right that it's in the Kodesh Hakodashim. It's by himself. It's quiet. It's just him. And just like the Ktoris is offered just him. So also that atones for Lashon Hara, which is something that is said in secret. Tanan Hasum, we learned over there. So we get out of the area Bina Ulam at the time of the Akhtar, at the time of the Ktoris. Okay, fine. Remember, right? This is the area outside of the Ulam, in between the Ulam and the Mizbeach. So nobody should be standing in that area at the time of the burning of the incense. Now Amr Abulazar you hear that? Says Rabbi that when the Brisa says, no, when the Mishnah says in Mesech Kalim that at the time that the Kohen Gadol is burning the incense, nobody should be says Rabbi that is talking about the regular incense. The incense that's burned on the Mizbeach Aktores, on the Mizbeach Aktores, in the Heichel. That when the Kohen Gadol is burning the incense in the Heichel, so that nobody, certainly nobody should be in the Heichel, but they shouldn't even be Bena Ulam Vila Mizbeach. However, says Rabbi Lazar, at the time that the Kohen Gadol is burning the incense in the Kodesh HaKodashim, well, then it's no problem to be Bena Ulam Vlamazbeach, because it's like twice removed, right? Meaning the Kohen Gadol is in the Kodesh Kodashim, that nobody should be in the Heichel, which is right outside the Kodesh Kodashim, but already Bena Ulam Vlamazbeach people can be. However, at the time that the Kohen Gadol is burning the incense in the Heichel, on the Mizbah Haktoris, the regular incense, right? Pras, Shachris, Pras, Bena So then, then you, uh, so, so the regular one, nobody should be Bena Ulam Vlamazbeach. But the Ktoris being burnt in the Kodesh Kodashim, you can be Ben Ulam Vlamazbeach. That is what Rabbi Lazar says. Mosiv Rav Adabarahava Rav Adabarahava asked the following Kashi. Some say it was Taka, uh, I don't know who taught it. Rabbi Yossi Omer says Rabbi Yossi in the Brisa, Kshem Sheporshimi Ben Ulam Vlamazbeach Bishas Akhtara, that just like we, there shouldn't be anybody between the Ulam and the Mazbeach at the time of burning the incense. Kach portion b'shas matan par koin Mashiach. We also stay away from bina ulam v'lamazbeach at the time that they place that they sprinkle the blood of the par koin Mashiach. What's the par koin Mashiach? 
Pakon Mashiach is if the coin Gadol does a does a sin that he has to right does a does a um, sin that he thought was okay, but it turns out that it wasn't so gishmak. So he brings a special. He has to bring a a, a cow, and its blood is offered, you know, inside in the, in the heichel, as well as Ufaylam Davishol Tzibur. Ufaylam Davishol Tzibur is when the Bezdin says that something is mutter to do. So so the Am Yisrael did based on the Psak of Bezdin, and it turns out that actually it was not allowed to be done. So they bring a Parhel and Davishol Tzibur. It's a special cow that also its blood is sprinkled in the Heichel. And also, Sire Avodus Kuchavim, also, if um, Am Yisrael, right, if Bezdin said that something was allowed and it wasn't considered Avodazara, so everybody did a certain thing, and then it turned out it was Avodazara, so also they bring a special Sire Avodus Kuchavim. So just like nobody should be in the Bena Ulam Vlam at the time of the burning of the incense, also, Nobody should be being ulam v'lamazbeach at the time that they are doing the matandamim of the parikon mashiach parikon davashot tzibur siri avodazara. Now we don't yet know what this ketoris is, right? So when we're saying that at the time that they that right that uh, of the burning of the ketoris, nobody should be should be being ulam v'lamazbeach. So we haven't said which ketoris. So the assumption that we're making right now is that actually it's the ketoris of lifnai v'lifnim. The Torah that the Kohen Gadol burns in the Kodesh Kodashim on Yom Kippur, and we're saying that nonetheless, even though it's in the Kodesh Kodashim, still nobody should even be bin Ulam Vlamizbeach, which would be the Kasha and Rabbi Lazar, who says that the incense burned in the Kodesh Kodashim, you're allowed to be bin Ulam Vlamizbeach, just that the incense burnt in the Heichel, you would not be allowed to be bin Ulam Vlamizbeach. And continues the Brisa, Hamamayla Yesh bin Heichel bin Ulam Vlamizbeach. And what is special about the Heichel over the Bein Ulam V'lamazbech? What makes the Heichel unique on a higher level and a higher sort of priority of holiness? That it's on a higher level than the area of Bein Ulam V'lamazbech. What's an indication of that? Because right now, all of we said is that, you know, just like you're not allowed to be, well, I mean, we're saying that you're not allowed to be in Bein Ulam V'lamazbech at the time of the Torah. So, you're not allowed to be in the Heichel either. So, the, so what makes the Heichel any more special than the Arab in Ulam Vlam Mizbeach? Ela shebeheichel portion ben b'shasak Torah uven shelo b'shasak Torah. Okay, so what we want to assume that this means right now is that what makes the Heichels more special is that you, there can't be anybody in the Heichel at the time that the Kohen Gadol is burning the incense in the Kodesh HaKadoshim as well as when the Kohen Gadol is sprinkling the blood of the Par and the Seir in the Kodesh Kodashim. When any of those avodas are happening on Yom Kippur, whether it's the incense, whether it's the blood of the, of the, of the animals in the Kodesh Kodashim, nobody's allowed to be in the Heichel. Whereas, at the time that the Kohen Gadol is burning the incense in the Kodesh HaKadoshim, nobody is allowed to be Ben Ulam V'lamazbeach. But, at the time that the Kohen Gadol is sprinkling the blood of the Pyre and the Sa'ir, you would be allowed to be Ben Ulam V'lamazbeach. And that is what makes the Heichel more special on a higher level than Ben Ulam V'lamazbeach 
because nobody's allowed to be in the Heichal, not only during the Ketores in the Kodesh Kodashim, but also during the Matan Damim. Whereas Ben Ulam Vlam is you're not allowed to be during the Shas Aktores Aktores. However, at the time of the Matan Damim, you would be allowed to be Ben Ulam Vlam is so we see that at the time of the burning of the incense, nobody is in the Ben Ulam Vlamas Beach in my love. And which incense are we talking about? Bishas Akhtar, the Lifnaivilifnim. And it must be, and we want to assume for now, that the burning of the incense that we're talking about is the burning of the incense in the Kodesh Kodashim. And the Brises say, that at the time that the incense is being burned in the Kodesh Kodashim, nobody's allowed to be Ben Ulam Vlamasbech. So it's a Kasha Anur Belazer who says that during the time of the, during the Aktaris Aktaris Lifnaivi Lifnim, you would be allowed to stand, to be standing Ben Ulam Vlamasbech. Because it's kind of twice removed. You have the Kodesh Kodashim and then the Heichon and then the Ulam Vlamasbech. It's just that when the Kohen God, when, when, when burning the incense in the Heichon, and the uh, Mizbach Haktoris, then nobody would be Ben Ulam Vlam because that would be right next door. To which the Gemara says, Lo Bishas To which Rabbi Lazar stands his ground, and he says, No, that Brisa, when it says that at the time of Haktoris Haktoris, nobody is Ben Ulam Vlam that's talking about the Haktoris Haktoris in the Heichel. But, the Haktoris Haktoris in the Kodesh HaKadoshim, Rebbe Lozer would argue, you would be allowed to stand in Ulam Vlam Mizbeach. Iyochi frakti Gemara, Homa Maila, Vesulo. But then the Gemara says, one second. We had just explained the Brisa up until now, to be, right, meaning before Rebbe Lozer had said, no, the Aktoris Aktoris that we're talking about is in the Heichel. We were assuming that the Ktoris that we're talking about in this Brisa was in the Kodesh HaKodashim. And what the Brisa was saying was that you're not allowed to be in the Heichel. Well, let's say this. You're not allowed to be Ben Ulam Vlam at the time that the Kohen Gadol is burning the incense to which the Gemara then had to say, well then what makes the Heichel? I don't know what I just said. One second. Let me repeat that. We had just said, we had wanted to say that in the Brisa, you are not allowed to be standing at the time that the Kohen Gadol is burning the incense. And therefore, the Brisa said, well, if that's the case, then what makes the Heichel any more special than Ben Ulam Vlam You're not allowed to be in the, in the Heichel, and you're not allowed to be in Ben Ulam Vlam when the Kohen Gadol is burning incense lefnayv lefnim, so what makes the Heichel any more special? To which the Gemara then had to say, what makes it more special is that at the time that the Kohen Gadol is doing the Matan Domim, is, is sprinkling the blood of the cow and the goat, you're not allowed to be in the Heichel, but you would be allowed to be in the Bein Ulam Vlamazbech. That's what makes the Heichel more strict, more special. But the Gemara says, if we're saying that the Brisa when it says that you're not allowed to be Bena Ulam Vlamazbeach at the time of the Ktoris, it's talking about the Ktoris in the Heichel, the Ktoris of the Mizbach Haktoris. But, Rebbe Lazar would argue that at the time that the Kohen Gadol is burning the incense, Lifnai Vlifnim in the Kodesh you would be allowed to stand 
Bain Ha'ulim V'la Mizbeach? Well, if that's the case, then the fact that you're allowed to stand Bain Ha'ulim V'la Mizbeach at the time that the Kohen Gadol is sprinkling the blood of the cow and the goat in the Kodesh Kodashim, the fact that that, right, that you'd be allowed to stand Bain Ha'ulim V'la Mizbeach, that's not the only time that you would be allowed to stand Bain Ha'ulim V'la Mizbeach, but not in the Heichal. There's also when the Kohen Gadol is burning the incense, lifnai v'lifnim, you would be allowed to stand bin ulam v'lam You got that? It's a shtickle. It's a little subtle. It's a little subtle. Right? Again, we had just said, we wanted to assume that the Brysa was saying that at the time the Kohen Gadol burns the incense, lifnai v'lifnim, you are not allowed to be standing and therefore the Brysa says that the only difference between the Heichel and the Ulam V'la Mizbech, the only way that the Heichel is more strict than Ben Ulam V'la Mizbech is that you're not allowed to stand in the Heichel at the time that the Kohen Gadol is sprinkling the blood of the cow and the Sa'ir, but you would be allowed to stand Ben Ulam V'la Mizbech. But if you're going to say that you're allowed to stand bin ulam v'la mizbeach, even when the Kohen Gadol is burning the incense lifnai v'lifnim, well then there's two instances where the heichal is more stringent than bin ulam v'la mizbeach. One being that you're not allowed to stand in the heichal when the Kohen Gadol is sprinkling the blood of the cow in the sa'ir and you would be allowed to stand bin ulam v'la mizbeach. But there's also that at the time that the Kohen Gadol is doing the incense, lifnai lifnim, you're not allowed to be in the Heichel, but you would be allowed to be ben ulam v'la mizbeach, according to Rav Lazar. But then why does the Brisa only mention the blood, if in reality, according to Rav Lazar, it's additionally the incense, lifnai lifnim, you would be allowed to be standing ben ulam v'la mizbeach. Right? So says the Gemara, Ihachi, if this is the case, like Rav Lazar is saying, that you would be allowed to stand ben ulav lamizbeach when the Kohen Gadol is burning the incense lifnayv lifnim. Iachi ma'mayla v'sulo. What the only time that the heichal is more stringent than the ben ulav lamizbeach is when the Kohen Gadol is sprinkling the blood of the par and the sayer. Ha'ika ha'mayla. There's also this instance where the heichal is. Stricter than the Bene Ulam Vlam and that the Ilume Heichel Parshi, that they stay out of the Heichel, Bain Bishasak Torah Didei, both at the time of the Kitoris as well as Bain Bishas, I'm sorry, Bain Bishasak Torah Didei, that nobody's standing in the Heichel, both when the incense is being burned in the Heichel, as well as Bain Bishasak Torah as well as when the Ktoris is being burnt in the Kodesh HaKodoshim. Whereas Ben Ulam V'la Mezbeach lo parshe elo b'sha'as ha'ktorah de'heichel. Whereas you only stay out of Ben Ulam V'la Mezbeach at the time that the Ktoris is being burnt in the Heichel, but you would be allowed to stand Ben Ulam V'la Mezbeach at the time that the Kohen Gadol is burning the incense lifnai v'lifnim. But the Brisa doesn't say that. It only says that the difference is regarding the blood, not regarding the incense. The Brisa seems to be assuming that Ben Ulam Blam Mizbech would be the same regarding the incense. 
So the Gemara answers that you have to understand Ben Bishasaktar and Ben Shalom Bishasaktar slightly differently. Well, differently. We've been assuming up until now that Bishasaktara means at the time that the coin Gadol is born in Dictorias in Lifnai Lifnim, whereas Shalom Bishasaktar is the time that the coin Gadol is sprinkling the blood. Shalom Bishasaktara, Kilu Natiktoras, rather we're talking about the blood. Says the Gemara, no. Bishasaktara means at the time that the Kohen Gadol is burning the incense in the Heichal, and Shiloh B'Sha'as is talking about when the Kohen Gadol is not burning incense in the Heichal, rather, the Kohen Gadol is burning the Ketoris in the Kodesh HaKodashim. And therefore, HaKatani, what the Brisa is saying, and therefore it will align with Rabbi Lazar, remember Rabbi Lazar says that when the Kohen Gadol is burning the incense in the Kodesh HaKodashim, you would be allowed to stand Ben Ulam V'lam so Hakatani, what it's teaching is that nobody's allowed in the Heichal, whether it is at the time that the Kohen Gadol is burning the incense in the Heichal, or if the Kohen Gadol is burning incense in the Kodesh Kudashim. In both of those cases, you would not be allowed to be in the Heichal. Whereas, in portion, you only have to stay out of Ben Ulam Vlamazbeach at the time that the coin Gadol is burning the incense in the Heichal, but in the Kodesh HaKadoshim you would be allowed to stand Ben Ulam V'lamazbeach. Okay. Ve'yikahal ma'ilu b'frakti gemar, but one second. But then that's not the only difference. But what about the, the difference regarding the blood? Right, we just said that there's, the, right, that the difference between the Heichal and the Ben Ulam V'lamazbeach is that the Heichal, you're not allowed to stand there both during the incense of the Heichal as well as the incense of the Kodesh HaKodashim, whereas Ben Ulam V'lamazbeach, it's only during the Ketoros of the Heichal that you're not allowed to stand there. But of the Kodesh HaKodashim, you would be allowed to stand. But then there's also the difference of the blood. Don't forget about the blood. That you have to stay out of the Heichal both when you're putting the blood of the cow and the goat on the Mizbach HaKetores, as well as when the blood is being placed in the Kodesh HaKodoshim. Whereas, you're only staying away from when the blood is being put on the Mizbach HaKodoshim, but the blood, you'd be allowed to stand. When we say that, you know, you're staying out of the during the Avodah of the Heichel, it's it's referring to yes the avoda of the Ktoris as well as the avoda of uh, the blood it, it it's all the same it's all included together okay so we seem to be able to uphold Rabbi Lazar's opinion which is that when we say that you don't stand bin ulam at the time of the Ktoris it's davka talking about the Ktoris of the heichel the, the but the Ktoris of the kodesh kodashim you'd be allowed to stand bin ulam Omar Mai, we said earlier, We said that just like you stay out of at the time of the Matan Domim, you know, of the Akhtar, of, of, of the Ktoras, and Yom Kippur, as well as we just said, the Matan Domim, in the Heichel, that when the Ktoras, the Matan Domim is happening in the Heichel, so you stay out, you stay out of Ben Ulam Vlamazbeach, and we say that the same applies to the 
Matan par koin Moshiach and the parlam davashot tzibur and the siri avodas kuchav. You would stay out of ben ulam v'lamas beach. Menolan, how do we know this? Amr pedas asik kapar kapar miyomakipurim. Says of pedas, we learn out from Gzeir Shava that it says by these korbanos kapara, and it also says by Yom Kippur kapara. So therefore, just like on Yom Kippur, you would stay out of the ben ulam v'lamas beach. So so too would apply to these korbanos. Amr of Acha, Amr of Adabar Ahava. Says of Adabar Ahava, Shmas Mina Milos de Oraisa. Ravada Barahava wants to argue that we see from here that Milos are the Orisa. Who can tell me what that means? Milos is referring to the levels of Kedusha and the Beis HaMikdash. That the Harabayas is more holy than Jerusalem and the Chel, which is the, what was it, 12 Amis? What was it? The, right between right, the walls of the, uh, leading into the Azara. And then, so the Chel is more holy than Harabayas, and the Ezra Snashim is more holy than the Chel, and the Ezra Sisrael is more holy than the Ezra Snashim, and then the Ezra Kohanim, and then Ben Ulam Blam Beach, and the Heichal, and the Kodesh Kodashim. Each, each step gets holier, holier than the next. So Ravada Barahava wants to argue that that must be the Orisa. From the fact that we're making distinctions, and we're saying, Davka, don't be Ben Ulam Blam Beach, but the rest of the Heichal you would be allowed to be in. Right? So when the Kohen Gadol is burning the incense in the Heichel, so don't be Ben Ulam Vlamas Bech, but I could be in the Ezra's Kohanim. So Ravada Barahava wants to argue the Shmamina Milos Dorais, that these Milos, that these levels of Kedusha must be Dorais of Achigmirlu and Salachal Moshimisina, Di Sagadaitich Dorabonon, because if you say that these levels of holiness are only Dorabonon, but me Doraisa, the entire Azara, including the Ben Ulam Vlamazbeach is technically all the same Kedusha. Well, then, Maishno Ben Ulam Vlamazbeach. Well, then, why Davka do I need to stay out of Ben Ulam Vlamazbeach, but I could be in the rest of the Azara? If Midoraisa, they're all the same, I should really not be able to be in any part of the Azara. But the Gemara says, well, no, you could say that maybe they are Durabanon, but that Dilma Mikru Va'ili. No, sorry. So, so, so that's all part of the same question, right? Because if you say that these levels are only Durabana, but Midoraisa, it's all the same. So, So what's special about Ben Ulam Vlamazbeach that stay out of this area, Ben Ulam Vlamazbeach? Stay out of the entire Azar. Because if technically speaking, the entire Azar is really the same level of Kedusha, well, just like I'm, con- I'm, I'm concerned that I might go from the Ben Ulam Vlamazbeach into the Heichel, I should be concerned that I'll go from anywhere in the Azara to the Heichel. So the Gemara says, no, Kevin de Lomavsik Midi. I'm sorry, I think I skipped words. Ben Ulam Vlamazbeach, Kevin de Lomavsik Midi, Lominkru Amilsa. That when it comes to the area of Ben Ulam Vlamazbeach, there's literally no distinction. You know, if you walk too far, the next thing you know, you're in the Heichel. And you gotta stay out of the Heichel. But Azara came in Dikam as Beachachitzo and Demafsik Minkra Milsa. But the rest of the Azara, since there is the Mizbeachachitzon that is a Heker, you're not gonna end up in the Heichel, right? Meaning, Midoraisa, you really have to stay out of the Heichel at the time that the Kohen Gadol is doing the Avodah. You gotta stay out of there. But the rabbis make a Gezerah and they say, also stay out of Ben Ulam Vlamazbeach because we don't want you to make a mistake 
that if you're not paying attention or whatever it might be, you might end up in the in the in the heichal, and that would be a problem. So just also stay out of bein ulam v'lamizbeach. But that doesn't apply to necessarily the ezus kohanim or the ezus yisrael because you got the mizbeach uh, in the middle, and you're gonna realize, hey, I got to stay out of there and not walk past the mizbeach. So therefore, you know, you can even say that the milos are der abanon, but um, even though technically the oraisa, the entire heichal is all one kedusha, but in terms of just practically speaking. Being able to differentiate and distinguish between the Eichel and the um, Azara or just, you know, to prevent a mistake of meandering into the Eichel when the Kohen Gadol is doing his avodah. So we say stay out of Ben Ulam Balamazbeach, but there's a Kohanim and there's a Israel, you know, those parts of the Azara, they're less to be concerned because, you know, we're not going to, you know, you're, you're going to stay on that side of the Mizbeach. You're not going to go past it to the other side. Omarava. Now Rava wants to argue that we see from here that the Kedusha of the Ulam and the Heichal are the same. That Kilu is, does the he, is the Ulam, the, the entryway into the Heichal, is it considered, does it have the same level of Kedusha of the Heichal or does it have the same level of Kedusha of the Bena Ulam Vlamazbeach? So Rava wants to argue that Shmamina Kedusha Ulam Veichal Chadamilsei that the holiness of the ulam is on the same level as the actual heichel. Because if you want to say that the kedusha of the ulam is not the same as the kedusha of the heichel, ulam gufe gzeira, well then that would mean that staying out of the ulam is itself a gzeira. Meaning if we say that really the heichel is where you have to stay out of, but the ulam, the entryway into the heichel, is not actually considered part of the heichel. And therefore the only reason to stay out of the ulam would be a gzer unless you end up going into the heichel. Well then that would mean that the only reason not to go into the ulam is a gzera. Well then, v'anam nekum v'nigzor gzera l'gzera. We would then make an additional gazer and say, don't even go bin ulam v'lam so that you don't end up going to the ulam, so that you don't end up going to the echel. That's the, we don't make gazeras for gazeras. So it must mean that the ulam itself has the same level of kedusha as the heichel. And that is why we say, don't even go bin ulam v'lam so you don't end up even going into the ulam because that is the same level as the, of kedusha as the heichel. So the Gemara says, lo, ulam v'en ulam v'lam no, says the Gemara, actually, the Heichel, the, the, the Ulam has the same level of Kedusha as Beina Ulam Vlam And the Heichel is a separate Kedusha. And we say, don't go Beina Ulam Vlam and to the Ulam itself, any of that area, lest you end up going into the Heichel, which is where you don't want to end up. Bichol Yom. The Mishnah now continues. We're moving on to the next piece of the Mishnah. So it says that generally, when taking the incense, the right, the coals to be used for the incense every day in the Beis Hamikdash, so you would use they, they would use a silver shovel. But today on Yom Kippur, the Kohen Gadol uses a golden shovel. My time, how come in general they would use a silver shovel? And for the Gemara, Torah because the Torah is sensitive. To the money of the Yidin. Right? If, if they're, if, if the money to be spent on these Klesharis is coming from donations. 
So we don't just want to make everything gold and, and, and waste money. So we'll use silver, which is more durable than gold, and then transfer it to the golden kli to, to take into the um, heichel for the, for, for the burning of the guitars. Vayom chosu bishal zav, vayamachnes. But on Yom Kippur, the Kohen Gadol would just go straight to the gold and use the golden shovel and not the silver one. My time out come. Mishum chosu the Kohen Gadol. Uh, as we've seen a number of times, out of concern of the stamina of the Kohen Gadol. He's got a lot of work to do. He's not eating. So we don't want to hakam a chaynik with silver shovels and golden shovels and transferring. So we just say, just go, just use the gold one and, and, and that's that. The Mishnah had said that in general, they would shovel out four cobs worth of coals and then transfer it to a shovel that holds three cobs which means that one cob's worth would kind of fall on the ground. So, um, we learn in Abraisa that if the, uh, that when the, the, the coals kind of land on the floor, so he would sweep them into the Amma, into that stream that would run through the, um, that would run through the Azara, and he would just, um, uh, sweep the coals into there, the, 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 the extra cobs worth that didn't make it into the shovel that would be brought into the heichel, and that was that. Tani chada kav, kabai. So one second, we have one brysa that says that there was an extra kav, right, which would be in line with the, the rabbis in our Mishnah who said that every day he would take four cobs worth of coals and transfer them to a um, shovel that would hold three cobs, which means that you'd have one extra cob. But we have another brace that says that you'd have two extra cobs. So I understand that the brace that says that there was one extra cob, that's the rabbis who said that he would shovel four and transfer three of them. So there was an extra one. But who would be the author? Who would be the brace who says that there were an extra two cob? It's not the rabbis who say that they started with four and then transferred three of them, which means that there was an extra one. And it's not Rabbi Yossi who says that he would start with a saw, which is six kav, and transfer it to a kli that holds three kav, so there was an extra three. Who would be the author of the Bryce that says two? Um, Rav Chizda says, Rav Chizda Rabbi Shema ben Osho B'yochlin ben Brokei. Rav Chizda says that it's Taka Rabbi Shema ben Osho B'yochlin ben Brokei. The Tanah is within the Bryce Rabbi Shema ben Osho B'yochlin ben Brokei. Omer, Bishal Kabayim Oyamachnes. That Rabbi Shmuel Shabbi Yochanan Broka says that you would take in two cobs worth of coal. So meaning you would start with four cob, then transfer it to a kli that holds two cobs, so there's an extra two cob. Ravashi says you can even say it was Taka Rabbi Yossi. This is what it's saying. So Rabbi Yossi says Wow. So every day he would, he would, he would shovel a sa'a mit baris. Right? Remember that right, right, there's, there's, there, there's three kinds of saws. There's the sar midbarius, the sar yushamas, and the sar tsiporis. Right? Each time they added, I think a sixth. So basically, if you would start with a saw, if you would shovel out a saw midbarius, which was basically, right, which was six kav midbaris, but five kav yushamis, and then transfer it to a kli that holds three kav Yerushalmi, so you have an extra two kav Yerushalmi. All right. 
Sounds good to me. So then, according to that, it would be Rabbi Yossi. In general, the shovel would be thick, but today it was lighter. It would be heavier. Today it was lighter. Tana was Tana Brisa. Bechoyom Isa Gilda Ove Vahayom Rach. That every day it's sort of right. The sides of the shovel. I guess it wasn't just like a flat shovel. It also had sides to it. So the sides would be thick and heavy, but on Yom Kippur they would be soft and thinner and lighter. Bechoyom Isa Ktsara. In general, the shovel that he would use was short, but on Yom Kippur would be longer, so that he would be able to have, right, how come my time away? So that he can have more leverage on the handle. That in general, there was not like a, like a bell on the, on the shovel, but uh, today, um, there was, um, a bell on the shovel, on the shovel, as, as the pasuk says, as Rashi says, as the pasuk says, "Vinishma kolu bavo vigome," that that his sound would be heard when he went into the olamoid. So therefore, there would be some kind of a bell, some kind of a ring, on the um, on the shovel. Divre ben askan. That was the words of ben askan. we'll stop it over here. That was kind of a very technical uh, daf. Right, a lot of it uh, dealt with the Shaila about uh, where where you're allowed to stand when um, when the Kohen Gadol is doing the avoda. Then we had we saw the opinion of Abelazar, who says that when the Kohen Gadol is burning the incense in the Kodesh Kodashim, so then you would you would be allowed to stand You would not be allowed to stand in the Heichel, but when the Kohen Gadol or and when the Kohen Gadol is burning the incense in the Heichel. You would not be allowed to be standing bin ulam vilam is We had a we we had a uh, sort of complicated shaila from from a brisa that we wanted to argue that maybe would say that even when the coin gadol is burning the incense the fnai v'lefnim you're not allowed to stand bin ulam vilam is But But um, we we ended up defending Rabbi pretty nicely and uh, and that seems and, and that seems to stand which is that when the coin gadol is burning the incense in the heichal. So then you would not be allowed to stand in Ulam Vlamas Bech, but when he's burning incense in the Kodesh Kodashim, you would be allowed to be, be standing in Ulam Vlamas Bech. We discussed, um, the different levels of Kedusha of Yushalayim and Harabayas. Now each, as you get more inner, um, in the Beis Hamikdash, they kind of go up in levels. We wanted to argue that that was the Oraisa, Halachal Moshe Misinai. We ended up saying that maybe you could argue that it's actually Dera Abanan and just we say it specifically stayed up out of Ben Ulam Vlam but you could be in other parts of the Azara, um, just because Ben Ulam Vlam there, there isn't really a, 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 a very well visible, um, divider. And it's very easy to end up getting into the Hecho, whereas the rest of the Azara, you'll see the, you'll see the, um, Mizbeach and you won't go any further. Um, okay, and then we talked about a few kind of technical things uh, from our Mishnah moving forward, but those were kind of the main sugas. I hope you enjoyed it. Cheers.